0: There are a lot of reasons that someone can become weary, you know. Most of them start with your heart. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Every Knee Shall Bow, your weekly Catholic podcast on evangelization and discipleship. I'm Dave Van Vickel, and I am not joined once again by my co host, Michael Gomer Gormley. Uh, both Gomer and I just have the worst schedules right now, and um, I am uh, in between states right now. I'm, I'm uh, basically spending half the week in uh, Dallas Texas and half the week in Pittsburgh over the next two months um, my, my wife will be receiving a, a medical treatment here in Dallas um and I you know I don't want to just leave the kids for two months obviously so I'll be going back and forth between caring for her and caring for the kids uh, and Gomer I mean you know covid has wreaked havoc on parishes all across the United States and his workload is just intense right now. Um, both emotionally and uh, just physically, right? Uh, he has a lot of work. Uh, so our schedules are just not lining up. So I apologize that he's not with me again this week. But this week, I, w- I want to give a word to the weary, a word to the weary evangelist, right? Something that will, I hope, be a blessing in your life, right? I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, you know, I, I the other day, uh, I, I was on a plane, right? And uh, someone sat next to me. And all of a sudden, a thought, you know, kind of popped into my head that I'm a little bit ashamed of, right? And that thought was this, like, oh, please don't let this person, like, pour their problems out on me. <laughs> it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing to say, right? Um, because in all likelihood, she was probably thinking the same thing, like, oh, this poor schmuck, like, well, you know, please don't let him, like, you know, uh, want to talk, Right. But it it, it it reflected like a, a kind of a weariness, right, that I have in, in my soul right now of, of that I think a lot of evangelists have, right? It's easy to become weary. It's easy to become tired. It's easy to become worn out when you're working for the kingdom. Because in a certain sense, it is, uh, even though it, it's it can be the least stressful work, it can be the most stressful work, right? Because there are eternal consequences, right? I, I don't know if you're like me. You probably are more holy than I am and, and don't have this, but... Like, I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders, right? And I think uh, I very much identify with, like, the quotes from saints who say, like, I'll sleep when the devil is, you know, done. <laughs> I'll sleep when when every soul is in heaven, right? The, I, I very much uh, I feel akin to that. And so I kind of tend to take a lot on. And that wears me out big time, you know? And, and, it, and I get to the point, and I don't want to get to that point where I'm sitting on a plane hoping that, you know that this person is not going to unload their problems on me, when really I should be waiting just at every moment to encounter someone that God puts in my midst. Um, and if you know me at all, and if you've been listening to this for a while, you know that a very classic place for me to encounter poor souls right, is on a plane. Uh, I, I have countless stories of being trapped with someone, you know, uh, inches away from their face and, and talking to them about the gospel and sharing the gospel with them. And I have lifelong friendships of people who I met once on a plane and, and started to evangelize and now um, have been friends with them for 10, 10 years, you know. Uh, so it, it happens, right? But, but I found myself just thinking, I can't do this. I can't do one more thing, you know. And I think that comes from a few different places. I think, first of all, it comes from a disorder mind, right? A disordered thinking in my soul and in my mind, right? Uh, that it all depends on me, right? Uh, that I mean that that's a it's a self centered way to think about it, right? But I think that really just putting it all on your shoulders is it is a prideful thing to think, right? That it all depends on me. Uh, and, you know, who, who was I to say that God was even leading this person into my life, right? How do I know that, right? God might have someone much better for this person to talk to. Uh, it was more like, ugh, not another one, right? And that's a terrible way to be. Number two, I think our weariness can come from looking at the world, right? I, I don't know about you, but, like, social media and the news is exhausting as of late, right? It is it's so awful to watch, right? And and in a very real sense, it looks like every single part of our country is in serious crisis, sometimes to the point of rioting and fires and all this kind of stuff, right? That can be very hard for someone who's trying to bring the kingdom of heaven to the ends of the earth, right? That can be a very difficult thing to digest. Because it feels like the tide is turning in a certain sense, I guess, uh, you know, depending on what side you're on, I guess, for either good or bad. But but you feel like the tide is turning, and that, that can be something that makes you weary. Number three, like in the case of Gomer, I, I'm not at all in this situation, but I, I see it all the time. There are a lot of limited resources in churches right now, uh, and there always are. There have always been limited resources in churches, but particularly for someone like in Gomer's case where his church almost had unlimited resources and now there's not. This is a hard, difficult time for church employees. You have DRES who are doing three different jobs. You have youth ministers who are doing uh, all kinds of different things. You have uh, you know overseers, directors who are doing the jobs of DRES and youth ministers, right? Plus their own job. Uh, I mean, this is hard, right? Uh, and limited resources in the church mean that uh, a lot of y- your hands are going to be involved in a lot of different things, and that can be really, really tough. That can be really, really tough. Uh, I know for for some people, just practically speaking, just working in a parish, right? Um, they expect so much more out of you, oftentimes, than normal jobs. Now, usually, there's more of a freedom there as well, but oftentimes, they expect a lot more out of a person who works at a parish. Uh, you know, it's not that kind of contract thing where you have 40 hours and you're out of there, right? It's more like, what are you doing this for? It's for the kingdom of heaven. So, there are a lot of reasons that someone can come become weary. You know, uh, most of them start with your heart. You know, where is your heart at? And and I think for me, that's what was happening when I had that feeling of like, oh, please don't let this person, you know, dump their problems on me. It's because, uh, you know, in a lot of ways in my own life, right, uh, I'm I'm an emotional wreck. You know, I have uh, my children, two children have disabilities, right, um, who are kind of on pause right now because of COVID, right, with regards to therapy and stuff. Not totally, but they are. My other three children, right, are going back to school. Their school is very difficult, right? It's very very rigorous academically, and and I'm not able to be there every single night. And my wife, of course, is, is literally fighting for her life. And so the idea that, oh, I can't take the weight of one more person's issues, like I have enough to deal with, right, is a disorder. Because in all actuality, right, probably, I, I hope you would see this, that, um, one of the easiest ways to like get stress relief is to help others right is to help other people and to see you know what they're dealing with and things like that so uh, look to your soul first like what's going on if you're tired if you're weary if you're kind of on the verge of giving up the other thing it can be is just a total lack of patience in god a total lack of patience in god i'm back with my my most of my family lives in dallas still and you know, my nieces and nephews are growing up and going to college and making decisions, and I worry about them. I worry so much, you know, and I pray for them so diligently, my brothers and sisters and my nieces and nephews. And, and I pray for them every single day, and it's like, come on, God, I don't have time for you to string me along like this, right? It's a total lack of patience and trust, right, that... Uh, God in his time is working and God is working in their hearts and uh it's it's hard then that can really kind of make you feel so spread um so I I know if you're there right if you have been working on somebody for a long time uh it it comes right it happens it it, it, it really the weariness can just build up inside of you. So I want to give you like just some hope here, right? And I want to give you a few practical tips, right? This is going to be a shorter episode, practical tips of what evangelists can do to, to rouse their weary soul, right? To gain some rest. And, and the first I want to say is practical. We can only do what we can do, right? And there are, we, we are humans. Like we were created with bodies, right? And we are, we need sleep and we need nutrition and we need exercise and we need all those things. And um, certainly you can see in the lives of the saints, right, that there were saints like St. Saint Catherine of Siena who only slept 30 minutes a night, okay? There's a big difference there, right? We're not St. Catherine of Siena, right? We aren't that person. And there is something to be said for... Um, uh, just responsibility, like maturity, right? So, if we are like literally putting our health in danger for the work of the church, that's a mistake, and that's something that you need to discuss with a spiritual director, right? I I, I know that for a fact that Catherine of Siena had a very close spiritual director who would have known her sleeping habits, would have known those things, and would have known when to say no, Catherine, that's not okay. Uh, he knew what he was dealing with. But for us, we need to have someone who can watch us like that as well. So the practical things. The next thing I would say about about practical things is you can only do what you can do as far as hours in the day, right? Hours in the day. And the way to kind of look at this is I'm going to decide what I need to do, what the best thing I can do every single day is to advance the kingdom of heaven, and then I'm going to have a ritual. Because when I put that work away, I'm going to have a little prayer that I say that say, God, it doesn't depend on me. It only depends on you. And so I put this away confidently. I'm done for the day. I'm I'm okay for the day. Now I'm just going to focus on my relationship with you on expanding the kingdom of heaven in my heart and in my family and in my leisure and all those things. I don't need to continually work like this just because the world isn't perfect yet. Okay? There's just so many hours in the day. Let's turn to the spiritual side. What are some things we can do spiritually? There's a quote from Corey Temboom I mentioned it a few episodes ago, right, that has been like really informing my life lately, right? And it says that the tree on the side of the mountain has little to do in the presence of a storm other than put its roots down deep, right? Weariness most commonly in apostolate comes from our roots not being deep enough. You will find rest in mental prayer. You will. There is not a question in my mind. You will find rest in mental prayer. Rest isn't always sleep. It's not always biological, right? Rest for the weary, rest for our soul is found in Christ coming and taking our wills, right? Our minds that we submit to him, right? Surrendering totally to him, surrendering time to him and letting him do his work, what he does best, right? So put your roots down deep, right? If you are weary Focus not so much on getting more done. Focus more on your prayer life, right? Making sure that you have the proper... Mental prayer, right? Time for mental prayer. That you're subjecting your mind to Christ, making sure that you have the time for devotions, right? Those kinds of things don't add to your to do list, right? That's my classic, you know, uh, come comeback montage, right? For like if I were in a movie, right, and I, and all of a sudden I see like, oh my gosh, I'm losing here, and I'm I'm not doing this, and I'm not doing that. My my comeback montage wouldn't be like me training and doing push-ups. it would be like me making a long to do list, right, and being like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this now. That's not what I'm asking you to do, right? If you are feeling that that deep weariness, that deep tiredness that comes oftentimes from living your life spent for the gospel, the way to go to get more fuel is to go to the source of fire himself, right? To the consuming fire, to Jesus Christ, and subject your mind, body, heart to Jesus in mental prayer and let him speak to you. Let him uh, tenderly whisper into your ear. Let him uh, massage your heart right back into beating. Right. This is a. This is a, the secret. Right. The second thing spiritually is to perform acts of trust. Trust that God is in control. <laughs> right uh, f- I talked to a DRE who was saying that they their kids still have not had first communion right and the parents are just freaking out freaking out and she's like so upset right that these kids have not received their first communion and that they have to schedule it. and I agree there's there's uh, th- there should be a seriousness to this. They should be trying to get these kids their first communion. but also we just have to trust right God is in control. God knows what's going on. God has everything. And just placing our trust totally in him, uh, echoing our sister, St. Faustina, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Even to the point of you know uh, making a list of the things that we're worried about and just saying, Jesus, I trust in you. I do it all the time. I do it with all the worries in my family, right? I do it with the names of my kids. Samuel David Van Vickel, Jesus, I trust in you. Maximilian Elijah Van Vickel. Jesus, I trust in you. Judah Francis Van Vickel, Jesus, I trust in you. Josephine Rose Van Vickel. Jesus, I trust you. Louisa Claire Van Vickel. Jesus, I trust in you, right? This is a, a uh, not a mantra. I hate, I hate using that phrase, but it's a it's not just a spiritual practice, but it even it helps emotionally, right, to, to to name the names and to say, I'm worried about this person, I'm going to trust in you, and to make that list, I trust in you, right, to have that. Number three, I would say this, uh, I don't remember who it was, but one of the Eastern fathers of the church, or, or maybe it was a, a, an Eastern monk, I, I'm not exactly sure who it was, but he said, if you can attain peace of heart, you will save a thousand souls, right? I think that that is something that deserves more attention on the part of evangelists. Uh, For for eight years, I was able to work for a pastor who, above all, I would say, um, had peace, right? Above all else, he had peace, even sometimes to the point that the peace was unnerving, believe it or not, right? That I remember one time uh, finding out about a massive crisis at our parish. I mean... uh, Imagine you know the last twenty years and all the bad things that have gone on in the church, and and this was it was was near that, right? I mean, this was this was something really awful. And I remember uh, walking in and 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 he was and my pastor was getting ready to leave for a uh, a trip to uh, out of the country for a month. And I remember saying, "I have to talk to you before you leave," you know, and and he puts up with me, right? We we were very close friends. Like he is my my closest friend, right? Uh, I, I don't work for him anymore, but you know he, he is family to us. So so I, I could kind of tie him down like that before he left. And I remember walking in and I said, I'm so sorry I'm telling you this before you leave, but I have to tell you something. And he said, I bet you're going to tell me. And all of a sudden he just said exactly what I was about to tell him. You know, I don't know if he knew that that was going on and he just figured that that's what I knew. I don't know if God revealed it to him but he just said it so matter-factly of and i assumed right away like he was going to cancel his trip you know and and it was very clear like that was not in his mindset he was not he was not going to be disturbed by this right even though i thought it was a major crisis he knew that god was completely and totally in control and it was a real lesson for me and i got to watch him for you know almost 8 years and that is the one he, he had a peace that passed all understanding he had a peace that passed all understanding. And so it, it did save souls, right? It, there, there is a chaos existing in the world that is satanic, right? There's a, a satanic chaos that's putting the world into a tizzy. And if we can be peaceful in the midst of the storm, it is, in a sense, a ministry of peace. Uh, it's a ministry itself that, that you could just see the second someone would walk into like his orbit, his peace extended to them. Right, It really did, you know, and they would come with these horrible problems and, and the chaos would be present on their face. And his peace won over the chaos. And I would say that if you're weary, right, like that's the kind of peace that doesn't get weary anymore. He he was the kind of person he could, he could work all night. Like it would not bother him. It, he would never get angry or he wouldn't get, you know snippy or anything like that, you know, when we were starting Perpetual Eucharistic Adoration, he often filled in for the hours, you know, in the middle of the night, and he's an old man, right? But he had that peace that passes all understanding that enabled him to just constantly be at a state of rest, in a sense, right? Uh, And it's a beautiful thing, And and it's a thing that I think if we can acquire, if we can work on gaining peace of heart, do I have any tips for how you do that? No. But the good thing is we worship the Prince of Peace, so all we have to do is ask Jesus, right, for peace. I don't know why God put this on my heart to talk about this today, but I I I felt the weariness in my own soul, uh, and I and I hope that it speaks to a few of you. I hope that some of you are in the same place, and that that this was a word to kind of rouse you because we need you, right? When when COVID ends, we have to hit the ground running. Let's be ready. Let's be ready. Let's be rested. Uh, ready with a word to rouse the weary in our congregations, uh, to rouse the weary in our families, right? We we have to be ready. And so I, I hope that you can gain rest, right? And, and, and turn to the Good Shepherd, right? For His yoke is easy and His burden is light, right? W- when He reigns in our heart, we can rest even when at unrest. Uh, we can rest even when in the midst of chaos, we can rest. Even in the midst of apostolate, we can rest. Even in the midst of works of mercy, um, because you know He is the one who gives us our actual rest. As always, uh, this has been Every Knee Shall Bow. Uh, We are uh, proud members of Ascension Press, and I hope that you'll uh, take a look at their website. They just offer so many great things. I'm learning a lot right now uh, with all this extra time uh, from some of their studies and things like that, and we just love being a part of it. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at eksb at ascensionpress.com. That's eksb at ascensionpress.com. As always, we love it if you've been blessed by this podcast, that you would bless us back and give us a uh, rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, and maybe even mention a comment uh, so that other people can find us as well. We, we just absolutely love doing this and being a part of supporting the most important work of the church, right? At her core identity, the work of evangelization. Uh, we'll talk to you next week and hopefully Gomer will be joining us. God bless you all and have a great day.